Hey everybody, good morning, I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. It's our 1030 show on October 18th. 19th, excuse me, October 19th, sorry about that, 2022, and our guest is missing, for goodness sakes, okay? We have Anthony Salcedo scheduled. Anthony, and something must have happened, I have this happen all the time, okay, is the chief institution business officer over at Varsity Tutors, and we would love to talk to him. He's, by the way, the former vice president of worldwide education over at Microsoft. He's a powerful guy, a smart guy. He's written books, etc. and I wanted to talk to him about the changing landscape of tutoring. Oh, he's here. Fantastic. Okay. In K-12 schools. Okay. Just called in. There you go. Good enough. Okay. So we're going to talk about the changing landscape of tutoring in K-12 schools. And and actually, you call this the changing landscape of teaching and the changing landscape of learning. We're in a post-pandemic era, and the, the, the time is now for tutoring. Okay, and it's changing, and it's it's instead of individuals, it's district wide. Districts are working with them, so Anthony's going to be giving us all the insight on that. I'm so glad he called in. Okay, again, Anthony's the chief institution business officer over at Varsity Tutors, and we're going to talk all about that in a second. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. Okay, go over there and find out what we're doing with teacher retention. By the way, the tutoring has something to do with that. With social-emotional learning, tutoring has something to do with that. Okay, equity and access. Tutoring has something to do with that. We have our magazine, Equity and Access. Everything's over at ace-ed.org. Please go over, check it out. You'll be amazed at what we're doing, how important all this stuff is, and how it fits into your daily lives as educators. And now, without further ado, I'm so glad he called in. We have the Chief Institution Business Officer over at Varsity Tutors, Anthony Salcedo. And Anthony, I'm Larry, Larry Jacobs. How are you doing this morning? Larry, it's great to be with you today. I appreciate your intro because I think we are going to touch on a number of topics that really cross many of the issues that are facing education. Oh, it's incredible. And, and, uh, you know, I know Allison over there, and you guys are so perfect for what's going on right now in education because, you know, this world is changing, and we need your help. And I don't know if you heard me say, but we were concerned about teacher retention. This affects that. This affects affects equity, okay, which is the big thing out there. We have to make sure every kid gets the education they need. That's what you're doing. How did you want to get – you know, you're bringing a lot of expertise over to Varsity Tutors. Just tell us a little bit about your background before we get into this. This is cool. Sure. Well, I've been in this uh, space sort of serving transformation in education in various ways, primarily technology. Prior prior to my time at Varsity, I served as the uh, global education leader for Microsoft. So I worked with schools across the United States and, 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 frankly, around the world on finding a way technology can make a bigger impact uh, in the learning landscape and the lives of students and educators. I also have been championing um, the role and value of teachers throughout my career. Uh, I I started a blog called Daily Adventures to basically highlight the amazing teachers around the planet that are doing amazing work on behalf of their kids. Uh, and I, um, I worked um, to start off the teach.gov uh, and, and eventually teach.org and serve on the board of teach.org, which is all about um, driving the teacher retention uh, gap to close in this country, yeah. providing much more gender um, and, and racial balance in the classrooms and urban schools in the United States, and uplifting the profession of teaching uh, and, and hopefully get it to be one of the most respected uh, professions in this country, like it is in, frankly, other countries that I visited. 
That's right. And that's actually just I'll just start there for one second. What what as you went around the world, which obviously you did, and I, I assume you went to uh, Finland and all those. You know, talk about the oh, sure. difference between the way people look at teachers there and the way they look at them here. Just go the uh, just let's start there. Well, first off, I think that there is um, one of the challenges of the United States is it's very large, and there's individual states and large right. districts that have their own thoughts and beliefs, and it creates a little bit more division state to state, place to place. In countries like Finland, not only is uh, education a national initiative, um, they track PISA rankings almost like you would sports rankings in the United States. They, they care about getting from fourth place to third place and it's celebrated and cheered across the country. Uh, it's an area that I think um, we need to learn from. Uh, now there's a lot of issues in places like Finland and other countries. There's less uh, racial diversity, there's lower divorce right. rates, students start uh, school later. There's a number of systemic issues that help the system, but at the core, what we can learn from a lot of these countries is teachers are celebrated and praised, um, the community, and this includes press, vendors, community leaders, etc., drives change in education with positivity. Um, in the United States, sometimes there's too much negative pressure applied to school leaders and decision makers. There's too much over-the-shoulder thinking for criticism. So in many cases, leaders are often more adverse to take risk than to truly try to change for the better because the safest path is often the best path to keep your job or to stay elected, et cetera. And so we've got to bring much more positive energy towards the change that we need to make in the United States. And then remember fundamentally, which I think many countries that do a good job in education know, is that teachers are heroes and we've got to continue to celebrate them. Right. That was so well said. And I love the way you, you know, you started off by saying we are 50 different states and a good comparison would be New York to Finland, not the United States to Finland or Alabama to Finland. Yeah, it's, that's a great point. And we do have to we do have to really look at teachers. And I guess we're going to learn that as this shortage continues. And you said something else which struck me. You talked about the importance of technology and education. And, you know, I thought back as we was planning this show, as we were planning this show, I thought back, I remember my parents went crazy when I was in 12th grade because I was doing so horrible in calculus, finding somebody who would tutor me. And I remember they found some kid who was in graduate school or something who came to the house one hour a week to attempt, by the way, Anthony, it was a vain attempt, okay, to teach me calculus, okay? <laughs> he might as well have stayed home. Okay, it wasn't his fault; it was mine. But you know, talk, <laughs> just talk about that, and this is a key thing because um, you know the the I, the whole, if I may, landscape of tutoring has changed, and technology sure. has to do with that. Okay, we can find the best tutors for the right kid. One may be in South Dakota; the other may be in Miami Beach. What's going on with that? Yeah, I think you highlight a lot of things that have changed and some things that have, haven't changed. So the first thing that have changed is what you highlighted. I think post-pandemic, there's much more validity that's recognized by uh, system leaders um, and educators. I think children and students have recognized this validity uh, a long ago, and they do it themselves to, and have done since the beginning of technology availability for them. But I think school leaders have recognized the ability and validity of remote and hybrid learning. This is something that was pushed upon Thank us you. during the, yep. um, the pandemic. Yep. And I think they're now recognizing, hey, we can scale beyond the classroom. Learning doesn't stop after the math class. It can continue. And 
and B is not only as rich, but actually far more individualized and specialized that we couldn't have the capability for an educator that teaches to the mean. So I think that technology transition has been a huge component and the availability of now bringing a human-centric transformation to students is something that I'm excited about. As someone who spent 30 years focused on the digital transformation, and yeah. we still have a long way to go, frankly, on the digital yeah, transformation we do. with regards to equity, with regards to personalization, with regards to maximize the impact of technology's role in, in a safe and equitable way. But there is a huge opportunity right now to apply a human transformation to the way in which we can personalize individualized learning. And that's what hasn't changed. What hasn't changed as it relates to tutoring is the need. You highlighted your, your situation oh. with calculus. Parents have recognized this to help kids who are struggling, uh, to provide tutoring access to support test prep or what have you. The challenge for that has been very much like technology in the early days. It was only available for the people who were informed about that availability, could afford it, right. uh, and had the means to prioritize it in their lives, their homes, et cetera. Um, we're now getting to a point where that does not have to be accepted as a gap. We can make a tutoring and individualized instruction equitable for all parents and all students. That The need hasn't changed, but the opportunity to deliver that through the technology resources and the tutoring companies that are providing this access is an exciting time for education. Uh, and it's something that I'm very, very motivated to deliver because I see a need uh, in classrooms all over the United States and certainly globally. Oh. And, you know, the interesting thing is, and I'll just use my example again, I didn't get lost in calculus. Calculus was the top of the pyramid, okay, that I had trouble with way down at the bottom of the pyramid. And this is what I love about the what you guys do. Again, it's Varsity Tutors, varsitytutors.com, everybody, if you want to check that out, okay? And the, the point is, you guys were, you guys are available, all right, at the very beginning. I don't have to wait till the top, till I struggle to get to the top of the pyramid, okay, where I, where I couldn't do it. You were there at the beginning, and had they been able to catch it at the beginning, there would have been a lot less stress at the top of that thing, okay? And it's, it's just, it, when I think about this and the, the way we, we go about this, we can go about this these days, it makes a whole difference because I was great in some subjects, but I was terrible in math. I needed more help, but the teachers never recognized that. Sure. Okay, it's it's that simple. And actually, talk talk about that for a second, because I, I want to make sure people understand. Well, though we are we can't you obviously individual tutors are available, but when varsity goes in there, as a good example, you're, you're talking to the district, right? Am I correct? Sure. Talk about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things about Varsity, we've been um, operating for about 14 years. Primarily through most of that history, we were serving the needs of parents and individuals. So parents reached out to us and said, hey, I need help with math or literacy, what have you, right. from, for their, their child. And we connected with a, a high-quality tutor that was a consistent tutor that met, they met with many times a week in some cases over a long period of time. Um, Anthony, in my case, it would have been 24-7, 365 to get me that D in calculus. <laughs> well, calculus okay, is anyway. not easy, but uh, yeah, certainly I understand. The, um, the, the reality is now districts are starting to see, and I think initially spurred by the reality of COVID learning loss and needing to catch up, and obviously certainly recognize um, the, the impact of federal funding and availability for districts to support these types of initiatives. Uh, so we've been serving districts to provide these, these resources to students. And we do it in many, many different ways that are super flexible. But this notion of just in time, when you see a, a student struggling, uh, 
This is something that we hear from teachers um, in our research and our polling. The teachers make a decision, and every teacher in the country probably makes this decision either consciously or unconsciously every single day, to sacrifice time from their own children and families to spend, spend time after school with a child that they know needs extra help or to go home for their, their own children and their families and recognize that there are some kids who need extra help that they just don't have time and scale to do. This is something that has been sort of a universal truth that has put pressure on teachers as well as left kids behind because kids, teachers, even if they do sacrifice time from their own lives or their own families, they still don't have enough capacity to cover every kid. So we've recognized this. We've, we've all talked about teaching to the mean, which is just a practical reality of formalized education for centuries. What we now have is the capability of not accepting that. We can individualize learning, not just for the kids who are struggling and falling behind in calculus, but the students that are learning uh, trigonometry but are ready for calculus and are, are ready to leap beyond their classmates. And we can individualize instruction now because of this resource pool that are increasingly becoming available to districts. And this can be applied by students who are seeking interest, parents who need to bring resources to their kids, um, or teachers or school leaders who want to close gaps in their own school. Uh, so this is a very, very exciting time. I know lots of tutors and tutoring companies often get a bad reputation. Uh, and, and, and anything that often is coming into a school that's sort of a foreign entity that hasn't been yes. there consistently yes. will often get pushed back. I dealt with that in the early days of technology where teachers and school leaders were pivoting against technology, sometimes picketing in front of schools when technology decisions were making. I see leaders often pushing back on tutoring, saying, we've got this, we can handle it ourselves. Um, and I think that the landscape of this, the context of what we're trying to do is more important. How do we think about scaling individualized instruction for all? That's right. And then figuring out how we go about that, whether it's third-party tutors, whether it's volunteer tutors in a district, whether you're using high school to, stu students to tutor, um, you know, middle, middle school students. There's a number of different there, uh, ways we can solve this. But I think the most important thing is to recognize that this is a go-forward part of the transformation of education, and I don't think there's going back. I agree. I, I agree, and I hope it doesn't go back. I really hope it doesn't go back because we need this, okay? We need this now more than ever. Kids, And kids are coming into schools. You know, we have a generic curriculum, if I may, in a school district, but not every kid is at the same level at the same time. All right. And we but we don't want them to fall behind. So this the tutoring makes more sense. And I, and I think you were right. The pandemic brought all this to the forefront. All of a sudden, we realize all these services, OK, are there. We have to take advantage of them, which brings me to the question you kind of touched on. it. OK, you know, a, a, a teacher's classroom, the way they teach is, is, is their kingdom. All right. And that's that's very important to a teacher. And I get that. OK, you get it, too. But a tutor has to coordinate with the teacher somehow, or let's, in your case, a teacher or the school district. How do you do that? How do you make sure that you're on the same page as the school district? It's a great, it's a great question, and frankly, I'm learning a lot about tutoring. I, I've been working and serving schools for 30 years, but when I came to Varsity Tutors, I needed to study up on what was going on in the landscape of yeah. tutoring. And one of the things that I, I recognized, and this is true even at Varsity Tutors, is that the voice and agency of teachers wasn't being made um, a priority. Many tutoring companies are serving a district decision maker. They're providing tutoring that's on demand for students to take action. 
tutoring companies that have been serving uh, individuals like Varsity historically have been serving parents primarily. But teachers often didn't have the agency to identify a need to provide tutoring uh, just in time. Um, lots of district decisions around getting students in tutoring were kids who were far behind grade level or failed a state standard test, and they could identify those kids and put them in a tutoring program. But what we've just released is actually something called teacher-assigned tutoring, which really changes the landscape of what tutoring is, is, can do. And it really, if you think about this consistency that we try to strive with individual relationship at tutor and student, we're doing that to the scale of, of every teacher in a school district, where teachers have a sort of a set of tutors that are pinned to them, so to speak. And when they see a kid that's struggling, they can say, well, I'm going to get, get you scheduled for three sessions next week with our tutor. Um, and, you know, maybe I had a tough algebra lesson and one student needs extra support. I can provide that support. Or maybe, uh, you know, 10 kids in the class got below a C in a test. And I can say, okay, all of you are going to be in tutoring sessions together over the next three weeks to prepare for the, the next test. That kind of stuff is something that is super powerful, not only for the students, to get just-in-time support, not to wait to the next year when they fail the, the standardized test to be in a tutoring program, but to get tutoring when they really need it, when they're learning a concept and they're struggling. Um, and it provides super support for teachers, and we know we've got to uplift and support teachers. And I think both of those things can provide tremendous uplift for the profession, where teachers don't have to feel the strain of That's right. the, the capacity challenge that they have, but they also can feel empowered to help provide that individualized wow. learning support that they know their kids need. So I'm super excited about that. But I think that's part of what we've got to do with tutoring is really make it much more teacher-centric than it has been historically. What a great answer. Teacher, tutoring not only empowers the students, it empowers the teachers. I love that answer. Okay. That, and boy, if that isn't the truth, I, I don't know what is. What subjects are the ones, and I believe me, I know math is one of them from my own experience 10,000 sure. years ago. And by the way, uh, only seven numbers had been invented by the time I was in high school. That's how old I am. So it was it's much more difficult now. Okay. So what subjects are, are you guys experts in? And how do, how do you find the right people, et cetera, et cetera? Is it mostly math? Well, that's part of, or, that's yeah. part of the, the, the challenge. Uh, we spend most of our time recruiting, uh, onboarding, uh, and finding amazing experts around the country. All of our tutors are U.S.-based, and we have about 40,000 tutors oh, in our well. network. And so well. um, what that enables us to do is find experts for various subjects, whether it's economics, um, language learning, uh, certainly math and literacy are core subjects. What what schools tend to look at first are the foundations the math and, and reading tend to be where a lot of tutoring gaps are recognized and certainly a lot of tutoring is applied there. But we see tutoring and we provide tutoring across a range of subjects, including computer science. Uh, and certainly one of the things that we do is provide courses that are certainly available for students to take that include hundreds of options for kids to, to learn different subjects that may not even be offered in the school. So in addition to tutoring, we're trying to provide broader learning support for students in a district that we're working. That's excellent. And by the way, if I ever apply to be a math tutor there, don't hire me. Okay. We'll, I know you we'll like thoroughly me. vet you. We'll, we'll vet your don't vet credentials. Just, we'll we'll, don't we'll, even we'll test you out and see how you do. And um, maybe your calculus uh, uh, tutoring had more impact than you realized. No, it did not. Okay. Don't hire <laughs> me. Whatever, 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 whatever you do. That you but social studies, please. yes. Social studies, yes. And, you know, my other well, question is, and again, I'll speak from my experience a little bit. 
Okay. I was in high school when my parents hired this tutor. All right. But to to me, and this is important, especially in, in larger school districts, I think tutoring has to start earlier. The teachers have to catch this earlier. Okay, and take advantage of what a company like Varsity Tutors offers. What, what, Anthony? What are you finding? What years are? Where, where's the? Are they starting in elementary school these days? Maybe that's my question. Yeah, I would actually say more of our tutoring at the district level is done for elementary and middle than high school. Um, wow, there you and go. And that's partly. And so that's a good sign. Um, and one it of is. the things it's an that's excellent sign. why it's super important is not just because we want to, you know, help a, a student. Um, course correct when they need to, not wait until they're further down the education landscape. We can bring tutoring in earlier. But one of the things that's obviously a big concern for schools and parents is the social-emotional learning challenges that students have, often because of lots of pressure, not only in our society, but just pressure to perform in classrooms. And one of the things that happens, and certainly I did this when I was a student, is when a teacher asks if you've got a tough concept. You probably had this in your calculus class when a teacher asks, Larry, did you get this concept that I was just drawing on the board? And you would probably shake your head yes, even though yes, in your heart you knew it was a, a very big no. And you did that partly because you wanted to show that you were uh, progressing to your teacher. You also wanted to show your peers that you knew what you were doing and not be embarrassed. That exactly. reality happens every day in classrooms all over the world. What tutoring does is allows students to have a release, someone that they can talk to, open up to, to say, I don't know this concept that I learned in class without having the stigma attached to a teacher sort of devaluing their ability to understand some, a concept or showing to their peers that they're falling behind. It almost is sort of a, a secret weapon in many ways for students. And that's been a secret weapon that's been used for the folks that can afford it for really a long time. And now this is something that we can really make available to every, every child. And I'm super excited about that. You should be excited about it. It's a, it's, it's a whole new landscape out there, all right? And we have to be able to traverse it, and I think, I think this is just great. What are the, what are, as, as, as you talk to a school district, okay, what, 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 what are the questions that they ask you, okay, that, 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 that we need to share right now? It's a, the, great, what, it's a great I, – I would like school districts to ask more questions. I think there's still a lot of districts that are still unsure about – the landscape of tutoring and frankly there are many many tutoring companies that have just come to the landscape and they offer very different services but often there's not enough understanding of the differentiation because everyone uses the same language everyone uses high dosage tutoring um, which is meant to mean uh, consistent uh, multiple times a week typically with the same tutor with a relationship building typically with voice Mm. and video sharing um, some, some tutoring providers provide a chat-based solution with a different person each time you ask for a question that's not scheduled, but they also call that high-dosage tutoring. So districts have to understand, I think, a couple of key words. Scheduled, proactive, and prescriptive tutoring is really what I would see as priority, uh, where a student knows that they're going to be at a certain place in a certain time, multiple times a week with the same tutor, over a consistent period of time. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that schools should look at. That's a huge area. Now, the on-demand availability of 24-7 tutors is a service that we provide at Varsity Tutors as well and many other tutor providers provide, but it requires really three things that many students who are struggling don't have. It requires students to have clarity of what they need help on. So I'm going to go and chat 
what do I need help on for a tutor to reach out and help me? But I need to articulate what that is. And many students can't. They don't have the clarity of what they're struggling with. It may be a concept that they're struggling with. They're just, in general, falling behind. It's hard to articulate that in the chat box. The other thing is students are often don't have the confidence to reach out to a, someone they don't know, which is something you do every single time that you're working on these, that, that solution. Yes. And yes. then the other is you need to be motivated to seek help. So schedule tutoring creates an opportunity where kids are, they have the consistency, they have the trust, et cetera. That's the thing I think school districts need to look at a lot more. Flexibility around usage. How are we going to use the solution? How is it going to make sure that teachers and parents and the, the leaders in the district are being trained properly on getting the most out of the solution? I think those are important for sure. Uh, and then consistency. How do I can create a consistent platform, consistent uh, connection to you know, things like single sign-on, et cetera, so it, it just flows naturally to the tool that teachers and students are using? Um, I think those are things that are more important, but what we've learned is also getting the parents on board, um, making sure oh, the parents yeah. Oh, um, yeah. understand what's happening, uh, our, our advocates to make sure that their child is going to tutoring and prioritizing it. This is super important, and successful tutoring pro projects typically start and end with both readiness for educators and support of parents. It's, it's also important. What do you look for in a tutor when you're hiring somebody? Well, certainly you want experts. And again, don't hire with, me with in math. Great, Great academic credentials, uh, certainly people who have, um, you know, teaching, um, you know, credentials and certifications certainly are valuable, but often is the magic that happens in these online connections. Uh, we do a lot to work to, to monitor sessions, student rate each session, so we get real-time oh, feedback wow. from students. Wow. Hey, I, I like my tutor. My tutor taught me something new today. Uh, I'm excited about my next session with this tutor. So we get real-time feedback, and, and certainly some people who are great in the classroom don't translate as easily to uh, virtual tutoring. And so you try right. to find that magical blend where you have great expertise, but people who can translate to a virtual world with students. But I think the thing that is common with our tutors and teachers in the classroom, they have tremendous empathy for the children that they're supporting. Uh, they are patient and listening to kids, uh, and they are really committed to help them succeed. And I think that's certainly something that we look for all of our tutors and, and the best tutors in our platform uh, really uh, deliver that kind of magic every single day. And how does the teacher get feedback? What's that realm? How's that go? So in our teacher assigned tutoring, uh, we expect the relationship to be very close between a tutor and a teacher where you have a, a, a teacher has their class roster in a portal and they can at any time say, I need help for Bill and I need him to be in, three sessions next week on my algebra lesson. I'm going to even upload the lesson that I did for the tutor to reinforce. Wow. And then the tutor will give feedback after every session. Bill and I went through the lesson. He really grasped this concept. I think he's excited about this, this, and this. And the tutor will give notes so the teacher can read. Uh, and they can have that dialogue on the portal. But even the teacher can say, I want to have a meeting at the end of the semester with the tutor to get, get an update of what's happened in the class and the students that they've worked with uh, and share real-time insight. So it, it can wow. get really extensive, and teachers also can just click a button and, and let the tutors do their work without being involved on a day-to-day -day basis. But we provide that flexibility, and certainly uh, we want to make sure parents are even aware of what's happening. So we've done this for a while where tutors provide feedback on the sessions because parents are certainly interested in what's been learned. Um, and parents who are certainly spending their own money on tutoring, we want to see the kind of impact that tutors are delivering. Absolutely. You know, when you talk about technology, all these things just fit right in. They just, boom, you push a button, and, and, and it's all there. 40% of districts, okay, 
40% of districts are planning to allocate federal funds towards tutoring. I think that's great, okay? I really do. And they see that immediately. They see it, okay? They know it. They know they need it. This has to continue. This just can't be a post-pandemic let's catch up thing, okay? Because Kids have always been behind in certain under-resourced schools. Kids have been behind in certain areas of the country. Kids have been behind in lower-income districts. Kids have been behind, okay? It's not fair. It's not right. It's not, this is not just a post-pandemic emergency, the need for good, solid tutoring, for equity, okay? Anthony, you know education, education funding backwards and forwards, okay? What do you see as the future? Where, where's it all going to happen? Yeah, I think you're you're absolutely right. This has always been true, and I would just add, add to certainly there's been always kids who've been behind, but there are always, also always kids who've been ahead and bored, or kids who are in the middle that need help. So there's it really is not just the kids who are behind, and I think this is something that school districts are going to need to think about. Now, obviously, tutoring has been bolstered for the last few years by federal funding, and the availability of COVID relief right. funding has certainly helped. But I do think it's a it's a conversation that district leaders are going to need to think about. Um, because this is something that I don't think that we can just rip out. Um, parents are now relying on tutoring and to I support agree. their children. Ch- children are expecting these services available. So districts are going to have to think about how do we sustain. Now, hopefully there will be recognition at the federal level and the state level to continue to prioritize funding to support this need. Um, but I do think um, it's an area that districts are going to need to be creative about. And, and as a company, we're certainly eager to work with districts on solutions. We know we have a robust platform. We manage and recruit and onboard um, many, many tutors every single month to Mm -hmm. add to our platform. And so we have operations excellence in this space and expertise in the space that we certainly think we can figure out how they're going to go about tutoring post-federal funding. But I don't think it's something that we can walk away from. I think it's an an expected reality for school leaders. And that's the conversations that we, we certainly can have today and say, how do we make this sustained? Uh, and there are many, many different options, and certainly there's face-to-face tutoring, there's volunteer tutoring, there's third-party tutoring virtually like we provide. Um, and all of that will be part of the, the go-forward state. But I do think that what we should recognize is that the, the, the student being lost in the classroom, not getting the attention that they need, uh, is, is now not something that we should accept. We don't need to wait That's to right. fail a test to intervene. We can intervene immediately. And it's not something that's only available to students that have the means to afford it. This exactly. is something that we, if we build around that foundation, the solutions will all come, come out and we'll figure out the right thing to do. But I think we all need to say this is something that is a go-forward part of, a, of the future of education. And we have the capacity to help teachers, help students, uh, and really bring change to the way in which we understand the, the needs and opportunities to master the capabilities of every child. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we just, we can't go backwards on this. You know, people, this is something that's necessary. And now it's part of the, I'll say it's just part of the landscape. We can't let it disappear. It, 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 it works. Okay. It works. And one of the things that's so important is that this is a huge difference. Okay. Is, is that you guys can apply it, varsity tutors, district wide. In other words, if I have an individual tutor, the teacher doesn't even know who that person is, and they have no way of communicating with that person, okay? And that person may go off on a tangent the teacher doesn't like or, or whatever the case may be. 
but you're coordinating with the district. You're coordinating with the teacher. You know what the child needs, and you move that forward. Okay, that doesn't happen. Okay, on an individual child, an individual exactly. tutor's basis. Okay, this is this is key stuff, and it's and I have to say this. I don't know. Remember, we talked about it, but this teacher retention. Okay, you said it earlier. Tutoring not only empowers students, it empowers teachers. Okay, and that's what teachers want. We can't lose any more teachers. And if their kids aren't learning, they become frustrated. And frustration leads to unhappiness in your job, and they leave, okay? But if we can give them backup, they can't teach 40 kids, okay? But if the tutors can help them get to as many kids as possible, it's going to make for a happier teacher, a happier classroom, a better school climate, okay? It's all part and parcel of the same issue, okay? And we've got to, we've got to take advantage of this, okay, especially in this day and age. That's my rant for today. I'm sure you agree. Right, Anthony? Completely. Yeah, it's the the time is now. Okay, I'm, I'm so glad. This is thank you for being here today. I really appreciate this. Good insights. It's my Great pleasure. Job. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to, to talk about this important issue. Um, certainly, varsity tutors were excited to to play a role, but there's certainly many other tutoring companies uh, that are are helping in this space as well. The key is that we are here to to do the right thing to transform learning and help kids and and really celebrate here, here. teachers throughout. Here, and here, and I'll, I'll, time, Larry. I appreciate the thank you and yourvarsitytutors.com. So thank you, Anthony. Good luck with all this. We'll talk again, I promise. Okay, thank you. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Anthony Salcedo, everybody. What a cool guy. Chief Institution Business Officer at Varsity Tutors. I'll say it again, varsitytutors.com. Check it out. It's really the times they are changing, okay? And it's important to... Get the questions right, get the answers you need, and get these kids moving forward, especially post-pandemic, but it has to continue. We're going to archive over at ace-ed.org. Please go over there, check out what we do. I'm Larry Jacobs. Thanks for listening.